Yo, today is December 8th, 2022. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, memetic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Today we have a very special show. We're going to go through Corey Clipston absolutely annihilating, calling out Coindesk for what they are on Twitter spaces yesterday. We have the clip for you guys, and we're also going to go through... According to them, the top 50 most influential people in crypto, like, man, it, to me, it seemed like propaganda. We also have a very special guest. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Svetsky himself, and he's going to talk about what he's working on nowadays. It's going to be a great show. Before we start it, I want to introduce my very special co-host, Always Optimistic. How are you doing, Opti? How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It is another day in paradise making Bitcoin content. I was feeling a little weird last night, but hey, I woke up feeling great and we're here. So this is going to be an epic day. You know, when we get Svetsky and Nico together, you already know that we're going to get some epic rants on the show. So I'm excited to just uh, be a fly on the wall on this one. So <laughs> this is going to be an epic show. This is going to be great. It's going to be great. And of course, the man himself, not showing his beautiful face today. Svetsky, how are you doing? Uh -oh. you? I think he's drinking tea. Svetsky, are you drinking Shit. tea? Am I on? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I was totally drinking tea. Hold on. Am I supposed to be talking to the fucking computer or the phone? Because now I'm confused. Oh, the computer. The oh, computer. the computer. The computer. I'll, I'll bring you on the spaces afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me get rid of the spaces because motherfucker, it's confusing me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm here. What's up, I'm man? A boomer. How are you doing? Leave me alone. Welcome, welcome to the show, dude. I'm literally a boomer. All right, man. Uh, man. <laughs> All right, guys. It's gonna be a great show. Let's do it. Let's start with the numbers. A lot of a lot of stuff to go through today. The Bitcoin numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, everybody, the Bitcoin price at the time of recording is 16,950 sats per dollar, 5,900 block height, 766,495 reachable Bitcoin nodes, 15,049 blocks to the halvening, 73,505 having estimate April 25th, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 5,070 Bitcoin estimated fiat value of that is around 86 million US dollars realized monetary inflation 1.76% bitcoin continues to take fiat currencies to absolute school and the market capitalization we're at 326 billion dollars in the grand scheme of things bitcoin is still a baby before i play you guys the clip i want to show you what uh cory uh cory was reacting to on this twitter spaces right this is a coin desk and they released this article Specifically, it looks like it came from Consensus Mag Magazine, but this is from the Coindesk website. It was released, it, it came out December 5th, 2022, so not too long ago. And it says, Presenting Coindesk's Most Influential of 2022. And that let, let's go through this list, and what you'll start to notice, and this is what Corey said yesterday on the spaces, is that for some reason, there's no Bitcoiners on this list. There's central bankers, you know, there's there's giant people that that own, you know, these hedge funds. There's shitcoin exchange owners as well. You have CZ as number one. You have Zach XBT. You have Ryan Watt for quote. This is the description for brokering more high profile Web3 partnerships than anyone. You have Zoko Wilcox for leading that privacy is normal. You have Molly White. You have Rishi Sanak. You have Yatsu. You have Punk. You have Jerome Powell out of all people with number 11. You also like, I also saw Larry Fink on this. You have Arthur Hayes. You have, okay, I guess you can mention they do have Hot or Not uh, as number 25, but I mean, it's not Hot or Not for itself. I guess it's Hot or Not versus Craig White, Craig Wright. Uh, you have Senator Cynthia Lummis. Uh, you have Larry Fink out of all people, number 34. And you have Matt Damon. You have an actor. Uh, you have Nick Carter. But 
there are no Bitcoiners on this list. And I thought that was interesting. Anyways, I'm going to play you guys the clip of Corey reacting to this and then we'll kind of riff on it. But I, I do think it's I think it says a lot that there's no Bitcoiners on there. And we'll talk about it in a sec. Anyways, let's check this out. So dovetailing that, obviously, with this list of 40 folks that you guys came up with that were the most influential in cryptocurrency, um, obviously was kind of glaring that there wasn't a single Bitcoiner among the 40 names when you have the only thing that's actually been working in the space as intended for 14 years. And is likely, you know, even even the most diehard crypto NFT DeFi blockchain person has to admit, if they're being realistic, that there's like a reasonable possibility that Bitcoin is the only thing that actually matters and, and exists as far as things that actually have a token or a currency ex- associated with it. So I think that was just kind of glaring and funny. And it'd be nice to see something like 10 or 15 Bitcoiners in the top 40 next year. All right, we can work on that. Uh, who would you have nominated uh, as the Bitcoiner then? Uh, so I'd actually kick that to you. You cover the space. So if you had like another 10 slots that you were going to give to Bitcoiners and make it a 50-person list. And go it is a 50-person list, actually, but go ahead. Okay, I thought it was top 40. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like, Do you know who important Bitcoiners are? And if so, like, how did none of them make the list? <laughs> You're really putting us on the spot here. Um, well, I think I, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important question. Like, I help you guys. You put me on the spot when Ian sent me the Alameda balance sheet, and I had to on the spot analyze it for him for an hour so you guys could put out your story and break FTX. Yeah. So I think it's reasonable that I ask you live in front of this audience, hopefully recorded, you know, who do you actually think matters in the Bitcoin space, and why are none of them on your list? Well, I think we have to have lots of uh, Bitcoiners on the list. Uh, I mean, Nick Carter. Name one. Nick, Nick, Carter. Is a blockchain, Nick is a blockchain VC who sometimes writes about Bitcoin and spends most of his time attacking Bitcoiners this year. And in fact, that's why you honored him was specifically for that. Well, we honored him for uh, sticking up against toxic maximalism, which is maybe different from, you know, being a Bitcoiner. Yeah, but that was actually just kind of a, a red herring. What he was actually doing is attacking normal Bitcoiners, not toxic Bitcoin maximalists. He painted them with that brush. You got to remember that toxic maximalism was something that Vitalik came up with to slander Bitcoiners. So it's actually an epithet. And so that was actually just like bad reporting on your part. Okay. Well, thank Are there you any for- others? No, no, I'm, I don't think you should cut me off. Are there any others you can think of? You said there are Bitcoiners on the I, list. I, I'm not, I'm not cutting you one. off, but we do have other people that need to ask questions. This you reminds know. me of these SPF spaces. All right. So think about, and, and then why is it that, you know, a publication like Coindesk would not cover Bitcoin in a positive light? Like it, it makes you ask that question, right? Or not, better said, it's not that they, they're not covering it. It's that they're like choosing to ignore it. But if you think about it, if they did cover Bitcoin properly, it would really shine a light of truth on the other things they're covering. If you gave equal coverage to both crypto projects and Bitcoin projects, it will become very apparent to any everyone which one actually matters. Um, the grift would be exposed. And it's funny because if you apply that logic, it applies to Coinbase as well. Like, why is Coinbase not friendly to Bitcoin? Why didn't they like oh, Bitcoin? Because if they covered Bitcoin fairly, if they told everybody what Bitcoin actually was, then it would end their shitcoin grift. Right. And I think that's really the case here. And then this also applies to the reports by government as well. Right. In the future of money report that was released by the Treasury, it doesn't mention Bitcoin one time. Very similar to what Coindesk is doing, where they kind of put, you know, like an ostrich, they put their head in the ground and they just they choose to ignore it. All right. Here we go. That's the right one. Um, I, I think that they're ignoring it because if they do cover it properly, it exposes what it is they're covering itself. And if they do, if they do cover, for example, if they did give, if the, if the treasury put in the future of money report, Bitcoin, it would expose and it would, it would get people to ask a very difficult question. The very difficult question is why is inflation necessary? Right. It's like, why, why are we conditioned to think that our money has to steal from us? Right. And they don't want you asking those questions. And I think Coindesk, I don't think that they want to cover Bitcoin because it would it would really show everybody 
that the crypto projects that they're covering are shit, right? I, I can't come to another conclusion. Svetsky, did you hear about that space? This is the first time you're 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 becoming aware of it. I, I've been off spaces for a little bit, man. So I hadn't heard about it, but that was a beautiful grilling by Corey. Fucking fantastic. So what so what are your thoughts on that, man? Why why do you believe that they're choosing to ignore they're choosing to ignore it the way they are? And you had Larry Fink on that list, you had a central banker on that list. Think about it. In this movement, this peaceful revolution, they're highlighting our enemy, which are central bankers. Well, I would quote um, one of the listeners here, Elaine Lowell, who's talking about um, the process of uh, licking the bum of altcoiners. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Coindesk has and always will be a, a shitcoin publication. Um, you know, unless, unless, you know, David Bailey actually goes and buys them and turns them into a Bitcoin, you know, publication. But, you know, Coindesk is a fucking shitcoin thing. D didn't, what, wasn't Coindesk behind um, the other uh, shitcoin conference, the big one, whatever it was called, um, that Ethereum focused one? Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name now. But it used the to be the biggest consensus, right? Uh, consensus, right? Yeah. What the fuck's consensus? Consensus is a shitcoin conference. So, I mean, I, I don't find it shocking at all. Like the, you know, I, I think I, I would be, I would actually be probably more shocked if they had listed a bunch of Bitcoiners because um, then I'd be kind of like quickly grabbing my pockets just to see, you know, what got stolen because I'd be expecting something, you know, on the other end of that. So I don't know. I mean, you know, well done, Corey, for fucking calling them out because they are, you know, classic scumbags. They don't give a fuck about Bitcoin. You know, their whole MO is, shilling shit coins and you know spreading fake news and yeah like propaganda off just said clown desk that's exactly what the fuck they are um, so but, let me ask you something yeah. svetsky why so but why is it that that these shit coins why aren't they why aren't they covering bitcoin like why are they choosing to ignore bitcoin they're giving platforms to central bankers and these giant Larry Fink, he, he, you know, he runs one of the largest index funds in the world. Like, why are they giving platforms to these individuals that you could make the case that a lot of these individuals are evil? Larry Fink is a big fan of the whole ESG movement, but they're choosing to ignore something that has the potential to actually separate money from state. And in the process of doing so, actually give millions upon, you can even say billions of individuals, the ability to actually save without being stolen from the inflation like why are they choosing it to why are they choosing to ignore it yeah we i guess we know once again like many of us in the in the sort of bitcoin space have been trying for the last few years and i think this is starting to emerge now as we've been trying to basically state and the, the way i try and say it is crypto is just digital fiat so like crypto is just the next evolution of fiat that's all it is. It's taken the Bitcoin narrative and some of the Bitcoin technical architecture. And it's basically a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, it's dressed itself up as a variant on Bitcoin and presented itself to the marketplace as progressive, technologically, you know, uh, novel money for the people, by the people, apparently. Um, but it effectively is fiat 3.0. Like if, if anything, you know, Web3 doesn't exist, but Fiat 3 does exist. And that's that's really what uh, crypto is. So if we look at what Coindesk is, it's a, it's a crypto publication. Uh, henceforth, I cannot expect it to support something like Bitcoin, which Bitcoin is fundamentally uh, anti-Fiat and anti-all forms of Fiat, including crypto. So it's the that you know they're, they're going to ignore it as much as they can yeah and and i think that's really the signal there the fact that they are ignoring it because if if they if they if they put it on equal footing i think it really will highlight their grift um and yeah shout out to to Corey uh for for going into the viper's nest um opti what are your thoughts on that and then we're going to move on to the culture and we're going to cover what what svetsky's latest project is 
Well, I think you guys covered it well. You know, we can't really expect too much from these shitcoin publications. As you said, Nico, um, if they honestly compared the two and they were honest about Bitcoin, then uh, it would basically expose the facts that they are continuously pushing scams onto their audience. And, you know, someone said in the chat of essentially like, the people that are backing CoinDesk are basically the same uh, venture capitalists that are that are pushing all these uh, scam coin projects on people. So obviously their incentive is to continue to have cover for these projects out there so that, you know, they try to make it seem like there's Bitcoin and then there is shit coins on the same footing. But I mean, first off, kudos to Corey for continuing uh, to become the CEO shitcoin slayer and, and doing the dirty work so that people know that there is a difference between Bitcoin and shitcoins. And, you know, it's very, very interesting considering that we show up every single day to do our best to be honest and transparent about what is going on in the space. And obviously we are Bitcoin biased, but man, the journalists in the shitcoin space are absolutely atrocious. And this this is just a continuation of of that that whole narrative and idea of like you can't trust these shitcoin publications. And while they are essentially the authority figures out there because they have the most uh, market share at this point. This is why Bitcoin only content creators are so important so that we can continue to get that true signal out there that there is Bitcoin and there is shitcoin. Like, I mean, everyone was laughing in the chat. Matt Damon on that list. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What? Like, he's on the list for, for shilling FTX. Like, this is absolutely insane. Like, half more. No. Everyone but hot or not on that list is basically a scammer. Like I, I haven't fully delved into the list, but I didn't see one Bitcoiner on that list. And for the majority of the people that you just uh, talked about, they're what? Uh, you know, they're part of the central planners. They are shitcoin scammers. And they're making it seem like they are the top 50 influencers in the quote unquote crypto space. Like it's absolutely insane. And, you know, I think as Bitcoin only content creators, uh, we just got to continue to beat that drum and, and push that signal. And maybe Nico, maybe we will have to do a top 50 Bitcoin only content creator list next year. So yeah. Yeah. Should, I think we should totally <laughs> fucking release. This. We should release our own version. Anyways. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. We got, well, let's see what Svetsky's on working on. Let's see what Svetsky's working on nowadays. All right, let's check it out. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. Wow. Nika, do I jump in or are you sleeping on the job again? You're supposed to do the Bitblock Boom ad, but... Oh, oh, no, I was supposed to mention it, uh, but no, it's because I got confused because usually we do the uh, <laughs> usually we do the culture second, but this is true. Anyways, guys, <laughs> check out Bitblock Boom. It's a true Bitcoin conference. Network with fellow Bitcoiners in Austin, Texas, August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 2023. This is not a shitcoin NFT or blockchain event. We talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. So get your tickets uh, now. The prices do increase in nine days, and you can take advantage of the promo code, all caps, simply Bitcoin, to get a discount to your BitBlock Boom tickets. All right, Opti, what are we? This is cool. What all are we right, talking well, about Well, we got Svetsky on the show, and obviously he is doing his part to fight this shitcoin journalism with the Bitcoin Times. So here's his website, guys, but I'll give the floor to Svetsky. What is the goal with Bitcoin Times? What are you doing over there? And uh, what do you want the people to know just to start off this little bit? Yeah, so maybe I'll give a little bit of history on this. So um, it was sort of 2017, 2018, around the time that I first got into Twitter. Um, and it was, you know, the, the chapter of my... Uh, phase in like I, I first started really writing publicly for for bitcoin and um or uh, about bitcoin but technically also for bitcoin obviously because we all work for bitcoin um and what what i did was i i got invited to this uh conference in 2017 when when i was first starting amber out and it was a 
it was a conference where people were raising money for just normal companies, right? Traditionally, they, these guys, were, it was like a capital raising conference. And I was the only Bitcoin related company there. And if everyone remembers, you know, 2017, 2018, every fucking dumbass and his dog were raising money for shitcoins and ICOs, right? So I went up and I gave a talk about how ICOs are the biggest scam since, uh, you know, Bernie Madoff and, um, and Enron. And like, I, I, the, the organizer wanted to kill me basically. He was like, what the flying fuck did I invite this guy for? Um, he just cost half my clients, uh, millions of dollars. And, um, I basically got banned from ever coming to that conference ever again. You know, I, I went home later that day and I got an email saying, you know, you're not welcome ever to come uh, here again. And I was like, okay, fine. Fuck you. So anyway, a year later, I get a uh, email from the guy saying, look, I know we disinvited you last time, but you know, you're actually right about the ICOs because at that point the ICOs had all like fucking blown up and everything had, you know, gone underwater. And he's like, look, we'd want to get you back again because we had such good feedback and people have like requested you again. So we're not doing ICOs this time. Don't worry. Um, we're doing blockchain. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So anyway, I, I didn't tell the guy what I was going to talk about. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come, I'll come give a talk. And my talk was entitled, uh, blockchain is dead. Uh, the future is on lightning. And, you know, this was sort of, uh, 2018, whatever it was, 2019. So sort of still early days for lightning, but I was just sick and tired of like the whole, you know, cause remember when ICOs died, like the whole thing moved to no, but you know, we all know that ICOs was stupid, but look, the real innovation here is enterprise blockchain or whatever other fucking dog shit that was going on. Right. It was like painful. So I wrote this, uh, I, I set up this talk, you know, called blockchain is dead. The future is on lightning, but I had too much to say. Like I, you know, the, the talk I only had 30 minutes, but I was going to talk for four hours. So I took all that extra content and I put it into a, um, a PDF that we gave out on the day. And we just randomly called that PDF, the Bitcoin times, and we handed it out and we had heaps of good, uh, responses to it. So anywho, um, fast forward, you know, later that year, I think it was, uh, 2019 at that point. Um, I reached out to like Gigi and Rory Highside and Haas McCook and Nick Carter before he lost his fucking mind. Um, and a couple other guys. And, um, and we, we wrote the first, like, we put a collection of essays together, which was Bitcoin times part two, like it was the sovereignty edition and that really fucking caught on. And then basically what I did was each, um, each year I would just gather up a bunch of who I thought were the best um, Bitcoin thinkers. Um, edition three was Jimmy Song, Eric Kaysen, Parker Lewis, Jeff Booth, uh, Giacomo Zucco, Jimmy Song and myself. And, um, and that was the Promethean edition. You can see it there on the right hand side. That was edition three. Um, and that was a fucking banger. That's kind of like what, you know, made the Bitcoin times a little bit more well-known. Um, and then number four last year was like Alan Farrington, Thomas Strolight, Brandon, uh, Professor uh, Peter Sanonji. And, um, and we did that one. It was a new hope. That one, I think, has the best piece of Bitcoin writing I've ever done in my life. And, um, and this year, what's about to come out is the Austrian edition. So I've got fucking Seyfedean. I managed to convince Michael Goldstein to come out um, from hibernation after a long period. Pierre Richard, Conrad Graf, Raheem Parker. It is like a fucking solid thing. And basically what I'm doing with these now is in the sort of Bitcoin limited edition, et cetera, is they're, they're, they're printed as collectibles in a super high quality, like thick ass magazine. The, each issue is um, numbered on the back. And it's available to pick up like four sats and sats only. There ain't no fucking stripe or credit integration or anything. Like that. It's just like pick it up for sats and you get to collect a piece of Bitcoin history. There'll be 21 of these over 21 years, one each year. Next year, we're going to do the energy edition. But yeah, this year, Austrian edition just came out and it's basically like, it's not news. So it's not, you're not going to find stuff like, oh yeah, you know what's happening in the market or any of that sort of shit. It's like timeless pieces, something you could hand down to family or friends and something like something someone can read 30, 40 years from now and be like, what the fuck? You know, there's still something to learn here. So that's the premise. Let's go. Absolute pure signal. I love it. I love it. All right. So get into maybe some of these stories, the latest story, actually, 
There's one. Uh, I was checking out your guys' timeline, and I really like this. This uh, I think this is going to be a part of this latest release, and you uh, have a quote here, and it goes, there are two types of enlightenment, grassroots like the Austrian or Scottish kind, or top-down like the Jacobian or the Fabian kind. And I think this is something we talk about a lot on here on the show, and uh, this is what we try to do as Bitcoiners, as, as Simply Bitcoin, is just spread that signal you know, peer-to-peer, individual-to-individual. But can you jump in on this idea? And I have one more over here, and maybe Nico wants to jump in, and you can just give people you know, a little sneak peek of what they will get on the pre-sale. For sure. So, so this, this essay here was written by a guy called Brahim Tagizadegan. His last name is a little bit hard to pronounce. So He's maybe not super well known in the in the Bitcoin space, um, but he's he's a basically he's an Austrian Austrian economist, um, and he is the last Austrian economist in Austria to be teaching in the direct Austrian tradition. Now I know that's the fucking word Austrian hundred thousand times there, but it's 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 actually not very well known that Austrian economics is not even taught in the traditional um, line anymore in Austria. It's fucking crazy. Um, and this guy was actually a student of Hopper, hands down. Like he, he's one of Hopper's fucking students. Um, this guy is a wealth of knowledge. So I, I first met him actually in um, in 2020 at a at a conference, the Value of Bitcoin conference in Vienna. Um, and it was, it was actually like a week or two before the lockdown started. And that's when I first met him. And he's actually a physicist uh, turned uh, Austrian economist. Super fucking smart guy. And, the, you know, I reached out to him like for, for this year and I said, hey, you know, can you write a piece? And his piece was basically about the how Austrian economics, the, the way it's influenced um, practical developments in the world that we don't know of outside of Bitcoin. Right. Because we all know like um, Bitcoin is basically Austrian economics uh, practically applied to the world. Right. Um, there's actually other things like the original private Swiss banking, which was kind of like the, the, the pre-digital age form of Bitcoin, you know, private banks allowing people to have not only privacy, but able to hold their wealth and fully collateralized, not like the fucking uh, industrial age fiat banks, you know, central bank, et cetera. That Swiss banking was developed by a guy called um, Felix Sommery, who was a, who was a, guy from Switzerland, who was a student of Karl Menger, who was one of the founders, obviously, of the Austrian School of Economics. So, so anyway, Rahim wrote a whole piece in there. And he talks, you know, one of the sections in there is he talks about how, um, what was different about the Austrian Enlightenment and how that was like a grassroots movement versus what happened, particularly in like France, which was a top down, uh, quote, unquote, Enlightenment, where you had people like the the Jacobins, etc., who were basically these fucking leftist, retarded radicals who wanted to tear everything down um, and, you know, create dumbass equality and all the other shit that we're basically seeing in the world today. So super, super, super fascinating piece. And just, I fucking loved it. It was one of my favorite essays in the thing because it's just not something that you get in the, you know, most Bitcoin articles these days, it's like, you know, everyone's rehashing, oh, the history of money and blah, 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 blah. It's like the same fucking shit over and over again. This was really like, a breath of fresh air to read something. It's like, oh, fuck, okay, I actually didn't know this is really interesting. And it sends you on a, another bunch of rabbit holes. So it's a, yeah, solid piece. Do you think that Bitcoin will, I mean, the, the rise of Bitcoin, the rise of the popularity of Bitcoin, it will bring back Austrian economics into the mainstream? Because clearly it looks like, you know, Keynesian economics are the victor here. And then, you know, if you see what Saifedean says, he, he said a tweet and it was perfect yesterday. It was basically, it's, it's part of the system. Like the system is rewarding those types of economics because it's, it's what keeps the grift alive. Do you think we'll ever see a, a comeback? Yeah. So, so my piece in this uh, edition is called uh, why Bitcoin makes Austrian economics practical and possible. Um, and basically the, the, the premise behind that is that, the, the, well, the premise is the subheading, actually, of the article. And the subheading was why the Keynesians won some battles but will ultimately lose the war. And the idea there is that for this century, you, you, had, you had a couple of things happen. Number one, you had the, the, the industrial age, the rise of the industrial age. You had with that um, the rise of the nation state. And uh, coupled in there was um, 
so so the nation state you can sort of throw democracy in there as well right so r- rule by the masses um and you had the rise of uh industrial banking which effectively transformed into central banking you, you mix those three together you have a um a a recipe for keynesianism like literally you have a bunch of levers there that can be pulled such that controllers of some sort can try and manage things or can try and control things so the alpha in playing the game of you know economics and civilization this past hundred years has been to be a keynesian um you know despite the fact that it's been wrong despite and, and this is where you know we have to have a lot of respect for the austrians is that you know they they sat there they stood true to like logic and truth and integrity etc and they pointed out hey this is all the shit that's going wrong um but you know the the keynesians who are the the ones without integrity and without honor they're like yeah well and you know what most of them even knew like you look at alan greenspan is a classic example you know his uh the the essay that he wrote back in the um i think it was in the late 80s or early 90s where he talks about gold right the guy was a fucking austrian basically and then you know he got bitten by the bug and he you know worked for the central bank became a money printer and all that sort of shit so anyway i guess what i'm trying to um say there is that bitcoin is a by being such an important practical impl- uh, implementation and application of austrian economics and the way it's going to change the world is that you know i've said in the past bitcoin shows you it doesn't tell you it won't need effectively to tell you, hey, this is how you should behave. Like you'll have to save in order to get ahead. You won't be able to print when you make mistakes. There won't be the ability to socialize losses. None of that sort of shit's going to exist. And I've got a quote in my um, in my essay which says something along the lines of, "Are going to be, uh, you know, Henry Hazlitt's, you know, economics in one lesson, or it's going to be something from Rothbard, or it's going to be something from Mises." Like that's going to be the how to get ahead in life, not fucking the dog shit that we get fed these days by, you know, Yuval Harari or Ryan um, or any crap like that. Like, and I think that kind of um, that stuff gives me hope for the future. Yeah, absolutely. You can even make the argument, Svetsky, that I think Keynesian economics is completely reliant on, on, on having control of a central bank having control of the money supply, you know, being able to issue, I, I don't think it's viable under a Bitcoin standard. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's not like basically what happens is that the the way you have to orient yourself in order to win on a Bitcoin standard will not be to try and extract wealth, like because the mechanism just doesn't exist. This is why Bitcoin's so special is that instead of trying to fight the Keynesians on their field like it created its own battlefield it created its own board game and it's like hey motherfucker the rules are different here so come and play here and if you play by your rules you actually fucking lose and that's where bitcoin wins it's like you know that that's been super fucking hard in this age is that you know you've had good people who've genuinely tried to beat the system but you fucking can't like the, the best way to get ahead in this system is to actually cheat. Um, and that's, that's effective. We've got a world of fucking cheaters. That's like literally how everything's aligned. Whereas, um, you know, Bitcoin is like a world where you win by being better. And that's a very fucking different world. A hundred percent. And it, it changes, it changes the whole dynamics of it. The whole, the whole, how, how things will be organized. And I think that that is that in itself, I think, is, is going to be responsible for a lot of the chaos that we're going to all live through, specifically during the transition period. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be crazy. This is the separation of money and state after all. Anyways, everybody. Hold on, Nico, before we go, cannot recommend economics in one lesson enough. Guys, if you haven't read it, go read that right now. Ooh, all right. All right. You want hit the bars. Opti. Bars. Yeah, listen. That's called motherfucking bars. All right, everybody. Let's check out the news. Let's do it. The Daily News.
brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. So uh, check out this. Uh, so apparently it was a Financial Times, uh, Financial Times article and is a no BS Bitcoin. Definitely recommend following this. But apparently... The Financial Times reveals FTX full $5.4 billion venture portfolio. And let's see what they found. It says, taken from an Excel spreadsheet dated early November when SBF was seeking rescue funding amid a run on FTX customer deposits. According to a, a person familiar with the rescue effort, the document shows an Almeida Research private equity portfolio with some FTX bets mixed in that was being offered as collateral in an attempt to secure a new line of credit for the stricken group. The desperate bundle of nearly 500 illiquid investments is split across 10 holding companies. The total investment value is given on the spreadsheet is uh, on the spreadsheet as an excess of $5.4 billion. I mean, the reason I want to cover this is because, dude, the guy lied. He's been trying to do like this whole PR thing. You know, he gets applauds from, you know, the propaganda media, that New York Times speech that he did in front of the New York, whatever, in front of the audience. He got applause. You know, you have Mr. Wonderful. You have, you know, a lot of these creatures coming out saying we believe him, Bill Ackman, too. But I mean, like more data keeps being brought to light that this guy was just a scumbag. This guy was just a liar. Um, so Svetsky, I haven't had a chance to ask you. We don't. I mean, this is this is noise, obviously, because just just happening in shitcoin land. If you've been staying humble, stacking sats, buying Bitcoin, earning Bitcoin, mining Bitcoin, taking that to self-custody. Of course, none of this affects you. Um, which is completely what we advocate for and the reason that we highlight these types of clown world BS. But Svetsky, what, do you, what, were your, what are your thoughts on this whole SBF blow up? Is this just history repeating itself? Um, fun fact, I, I actually, so when I used to run um, Amber, um, I, one of the payment gateway partners that we had uh, invited me on like a little yacht thing in uh, Miami 2021 um, at the, the first big conference. And lo and behold, SBF was on there. And the thing is, back then, I had no fucking idea who this motherfucker was. Like, no clue. Um, he just he just was this like little fat, ugly nerd who was just sitting there eating the hors d'oeuvres the whole time. Um, and I was too busy trying to like talk to the fucking the girls on the boat <laughs> to like really talk with this dude. And um and anyway, I, I, you know, one guy's like, oh, do you know who that is? I'm like, no, he's like, uh, he's, he's the founder of FTX. I'm like, what's that? Is it a shit coin? And he's like, uh, no, no, it's not a shit coin. It's like the fastest growing, you know, exchange in the world. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Never heard of it. I'm like, does it have a shit coin? He's like, no, no. And anyway, it turns out it had FTT. So it's like how dumb these motherfuckers were. But um, I mean, the thing is, I like, whenever you see like, vegan retard like actually let, let me let me put it this way physiognomy wins again right like if if you could not see Wait, what, what is that what is like that things. what does that what does that mean uh uh, uh Svetsky, so can you define what that means for everybody physiognomy is effectively the study of understanding a person's morality or behavior through what they look like okay so it's judging a book by its cover um, and, you know, I know people in the modern world, like, get all cut about, oh, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, you know, fat people are nice too, and all this sort of shit, but, man, this guy was a total fucking turd. Um, you could see it from a mile away, you could smell it from a mile away, um, literally speaking, um, and, you know, like, the the fact that he, you know, shut up, and all, all of the weird stuff that sort of happened around it, like, you know, the, the money siphoning, like, you know, going to, you know, multiple billions out of nowhere, like the fucking the stadium, like all that sort of stuff from nothing. Like I had never heard of him until that boat trip, which was barely a year and a half ago. Um, you know, that, that tells you 
something fishy was going on. And as we've seen, like the more and more and more um, we find out about this, the more, you know, stupid it gets. But I mean, you know, my, that's my opinion. I mean, like I, I've actually muted the words FTX and SBF from my fucking feed because I'm sick and tired of hearing this shit. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know about judging someone's appearance and then coming to that, but I'll, I, I will say, I'll, I will say this, right? I will say um, that isn't his name like Sam Bankman Fried? Like, it, I don't know. I thought that was. I thought that was fitting to what I mean, happened. Yeah. Uh, the name, the face, the eyes, the smile, the diet, the whole lot. I'm sorry. The <laughs> fucking caricature. I'm gonna kind of double down on what Svetsky's saying because oh I, god, I've been, been kind of mentioning <laughs> this to you in the in private as well. I really oh, hope man. I really hope that this like shitcoin genius autistic oh. wonder kid thing oh, like man. dies with SBF at, and Vitalik because like oh. how are you guys gonna give oh, this yeah. guy so much money when he can't literally look you in the eyes and talk to you? You know, like he has this mm -hmm. weird thing he can't communicate. Like, I mean, guys, I. Look, I guess I'm just an average person, and if, if I saw a person like this and, and uh, wanted to communicate with me and he was that weird, look, I'm, I'm going to judge the book by a cover. I'm like, yo, this guy's highly regarded, not a genius, but hey, uh, I, I'm just an average uh, pleb out here, so don't mind of me. Course, don't mind of course me. this was going to happen. Of course this was going to happen when Svetsky came on anyways. Let me, so let me pull this you up. Okay. You asked for it. It's all good. Hey, man. Hey, dude, Bitcoin. We you have to get everyone's opinion fucking matters, bro. You got to get it's about freedom of speech, right? Anyways, okay. Bloomberg, um, you know, I, I feel like, um, I feel like Alex Jones when, when, uh, when Kanye came on the show. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. Check out this Bloomberg article. EU aims to require crypto providers to report. Transaction data. European Union proposed new rules Thursday to combat tax fraud evasion in the crypto sector by requiring all digital asset service providers to report transactions involving customers residing in the block. The initiative by the EU executive arm, part of the package to increase the transparency in the tax system, aims to ensure that the block's residents pay taxes on gains from trading or investing in crypto assets. It would establish a common minimal level of penalties for cases of serious non-compliance, including the absence of reporting despite reminders. Quote, the cover of anonymity, the fact that there are more than 9,000 different crypto assets currently available, inherent digital nature of the trade means that the many crypto asset users that are making huge profits fall under the radar of national tax authorities. The European Commission said that the tax authorities currently lack proper information about the gains of crypto holders, limiting the tax revenues deriving from a moving sector. The rules would cover crypto service providers of all sizes and both for domestic and cross-border transactions, regardless of where the entities are based. The commission also proposed extending the reporting obligations of financial institutions to cover e-money and digital assets. I think right here, it's some signal buried when they said the rules would cover crypto service providers of all sizes and both for domestic and cross-border transactions. I think that this is just another example of the move to eventually ban self-custody in the EU. Like, I, I, like, this is just the prerequisite. Because what's next? When they realize that they can't Im impose their systems of control that they're used to imposing in the current system, what's the next, what's the next, what's the next move? What's the next conclusion after that, right? Oh, you can't, you can't take self-custody because there's no way that we can control it. We know, there's no way that you know we could effectively tax it. There's no way for us to know what you're actually doing with your money, right? Um, remember, this is also coming from people that fundamentally believe that they have the right to freeze your money, to stop what you're doing if it's something that they don't agree with, right? So, I mean, I'm very cautious and I, I just don't believe that it's just going to end with tax reporting. I think that that's the excuse, just like in the United States, the excuse to sanction open source software, specifically Tornado Cash. In my belief, they use the North Koreans as the straw man. They use it as like, okay, this is the excuse. And now that justifies banning open source software. I believe that in this case, right, this is the excuse used by the EU to eventually go after self-custody. 
because with self-custody, they can't control it, right? And that's what they're trying to do. And and you mentioned, you hear it in the words, domestic and international payments. When someone has Bitcoin in self-custody and they have their own wallet, you know, they're going to interact with anybody freely. How do you stop that, right? We also had the news that came out a couple months ago that they want a KYC Bitcoin wallets as well. They're trying to impose the old system on top of the new system. And I, and, I, and I believe it's because they can't control it, right? And I, this is another example of the separation of money and state. It wasn't. It was never going to be pretty, specifically in countries that get a tremendous amount of power to fund their giant bureaucracies because they have the privilege of being able to issue money for free that everybody else has to work for. And I, what I believe that they're doing is that they're they're trying to protect that privilege. They're trying to basically keep building that moat that they once thought made them undefeatable. Um, and then Bitcoin came along. So Svetsky, what are your thoughts, man? I, I, like, And again, maybe I'm just a, a paranoid Bitcoiner, but to me, it's incredibly obvious. I think this is a lot more nefarious than what they're, they're, uh, they're advertising it as. I mean, I think your intuition is right on their intent. Um, I guess the, the funny, the, the, the part where it gets messy for them is that I like I still don't think they really understand, you know, how a wallet works, you know, your own node and all that sort of stuff. So so I don't know how um how they're even like it's one thing to state that theoretically, um, and then it's another thing to actually be able to practically implement it. Like, you know, they they're gonna have to make a whole bunch of shit illegal, um, which is just really difficult for them to navigate. So like let let's assume that you are one of the retards sitting on um, the the WEF board, like, you know, you, you kind of think about how they work, like how the committees work. Like some monkey comes up with an idea and, you know, they, they go into the boardroom, you know, like this is the idea that we have. We have to do this because, you know, we need full monetary control. Now, sounds like a great idea for them, right? They're like, yeah. So they all raise their hand. They're like, yep, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Let's write a, let's write a report on this and, let's outline what we're going to do so we can put the, you know, so we can start executing on this. So they'll, they'll go out, they'll write a stupid report on it. Like, you know, the, the way we're going to regulate transactions or whatever horse shit they come up with, they're going to go and do it. Um, but then like the execution part, that's where things actually get hard. And, and this is like, it's the same in business is like the amount of people that come up with good ideas in business um, versus the number of people that I can actually execute on the good idea is like there's a huge disparity. So, so I think these guys are going to have a huge problem trying to do it. Doesn't mean they won't. Doesn't mean they'll, you know, won't get it egregiously wrong. You know, they're going to probably, you know, like a bull in a china shop, fuck up a lot of things along the way. Um, but, you know, like give it a couple years. I think Klaus will have a heart attack by then. Um, you know, Christine Lagarde probably too. Like they're all, they're all on their way out. They're all about to die. Um, you know, the, the, of natural the causes. Of natural causes. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Um, I'm supposed to be getting on a plane in a couple of days. <laughs> um, is this live? I miss you, bro. I miss you. Yes, this is live. This is great. This is great TV. Right. Keep going. This is the last time I'll be live. <laughs> I'll be dead. In no, man, days. you're coming. You're coming on, bro. You're coming on again, um, of course. So, uh, so, so, so. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think you're right, and I think that um, there's stuff we we just need to be vigilant, and what we just need to do is just continue making it hard for them to practically execute any of these theoretical brain farts that they've had. So we need to. Yeah. Yeah. Opti, you want to chime in, bro? I I, 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 I agree with you, Svetsky. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, just back to the news. I think Nico and I have said this since this whole FTX debacle uh, came out and, and we've been covering it, that FTX will be used as an excuse for more regulation to, you know, protect consumers. And here we are, you know, it, it will, we'll be using this low-hanging fruit excuse for as long as they can roll it out and, and make use of it. So I'm sure we will be seeing the same story continuously be rolled out as an excuse to protect consumers. And, and this is just something that us Bitcoin 
Bitcoiners know to be true because they do it consistently. We, we already know what the low hanging fruit excuses are for, you know, Bitcoiners and uh, protecting consumers and the likes. But as you guys said, you know, self-custody is the revolution. Uh, take Bitcoin off exchanges into a wallet that you control. You, we've, we've been uh, chastised a lot of naming the name. So use Pine, Breeze, Moon, Blue Wallet, Phoenix, Sparrow, Spectre, Bitcoin Core, Cold Card, Seed Signer. These are the stuff that we like to use. I'm sure you guys know uh, are using most of those stuff. But yes, guys, like Bitcoin is self-custody, like someone said in the chat. This is how we opt out of this madness. This is how we take back our power is by taking Bitcoin into self-custody. And, and like, you know, what are they going to do once you hold Bitcoin not in their off ramps uh, and you are sending your Bitcoin peer to peer like they literally can't control you. And this is a feature, not a bug. So continue to beat that drum, continue to push people into self-custody and we will, you know, continue to fight the monetary demons, as Nico says absolutely and we're gonna win this anyways everybody let's check out the meme review the daily meme review brought to you by kaboom racks i get this question all the time nico where should i buy bitcoin miners the answer is kaboom racks it's the best place to buy bitcoin miners that's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices start your mining utopia today to check out their racks you got to go to t.me slash kaboom racks join their telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom racks. Well, you already know, guys. Kaboom. This is the meme review. And drop your meme review score in the chat once we are done. But tweets are the bullets. Oh, oh this just fucking dropped. Uh -oh. This uh -oh. just dropped. We're going to cover this tomorrow. European Union will force cryptocurrency companies to report European users' holders to authority. Holdings wow. to authorities. Amazing. Wow, so so our our gut feeling was right. Okay, so we're gonna cover that more tomorrow, guys. But I mean, yeah, like what is the what is the next what is the next step on this? Like, what is the next inevitable step? The next inevitable step is that doesn't work. That to to use Christine Lagarde's own word, that doesn't work at shutting off the escape valve. So next step is to justify if it's not on a hosted wallet, you know. It's a it's a danger to the nation. It's a day. It's, it's a crime against humanity. This that's the next inevitable step to this. Um, but yeah, shit's getting crazy. Um, Opti, I think uh, in the U.S., you know, I think we might have a, a, a better chance just because they've always, you know, the U.S. historically has always been strong on property rights. But I mean, the 1930s, they did have the 6102 order. Um, but yeah, this is the separation of money and state. I think we got to hold the line here. Or we're we're all gonna have to move to El Salvador, um, wow. but let's see let's see where this goes. Um, anyways, Opti, Amazing. but what do you got for us today, all bro? Right. Well, you already know. Tweet to the bullets. Memes are the artillery, and we are the frontline soldiers in this memetic war, this information war. And uh, this first one is just a troll. I'm getting trolled out here since Nico told everyone that Christine Lagarde is my ex girlfriend. So we got the we got the meme of Yo, the guy. Svetsky. What do you think of Opti's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> we, we got the, the guy looking away from his current girlfriend to his new girlfriend in the red dress. So Opti, I am the dude looking away at freedom, which is Bitcoin, and away from CBDC slavery, which is Christine Lagarde. Almost fitting considering uh, what you just dropped on us, Nico. So next one, shouts out to Bitcoin Only Shop. Uh, he's doubling down on what Nico says all the time, Bitcoin or slavery. And we got the CBDC, central bank digital currencies, total surveillance, social credit system, no privacy, inflation, payment restrictions, and war versus Bitcoin, which is freedom, privacy, fixed supply, and peace. Hashtag Bitcoin, hashtag no CBDCs. This next one, shouts out to Ghost of Whitman. And we've been quoting this quote ever since it came out from Nayib Bukele in Do Not Drink the Elite's Kool-Aid. And it's just simply a quote with the honey badger under it says their most powerful weapon is the control of the truth and they are willing to fight, lie, smear, destroy, censor, confiscate, print and do whatever it takes to maintain and increase their control over the truth and everything and everyone. <laughs> this is what we try to show you every single day. Uh, yesterday, we definitely talked about the Jordan Peterson and him trying to call all Anons cowards. <laughs> well, we got their Gigi today, and he's got the, <laughs> the dying NPC, and it's got Jordan Peterson's face on top. He goes, stop so giving me your toughest battle. And we got the Chad Jesus over here. He's like, you literally just have to stop reading the comments. 
Got him. All right, this next one by the BTC therapist, and he goes, think outside the box. And we got someone pushing bonds, and it's a square cube. And we got someone pushing another square cube, which is real estate. And we got someone pushing gold and someone really pushing really stocks. And then we have Satoshi, a.k.a. Dori Nakamoto, rolling the orange Bitcoin into the future, guys. Make your life easy and save in Bitcoin. This is the way. All right, this next one, uh, this one was posted by Michael Saylor, but again, this is Igor. Shouts out to Igor. He's killing it with these. I don't even know how you're doing these, but they're amazing. And it goes, Bitcoin the world, and it's just an overlay of Bitcoin interconnected with the Bitcoin logo in the middle. And this one, since uh, we had Svetsky on, I knew he'd love this one. Becca with the spicy meme. And uh, this is something I've been saying for a long time. It says, good night, hashtag coin. Bitcoin Twitter is filled with LARPers. Change my mind. <laughs> uh, yes, doubling down on it. Guys, if you feel triggered by this one, then look yourself in the mirror, guys. Be a little more authentic out there on the Twitterverse. All right, anyways, again... I am doubling down on my 99 signs. You might be a Bitcoin maxi. And I got sign 73. You dream of working for a Bitcoin only company or currently work for one. And look, we got a, we got a McDonald's guy dreaming <laughs> of working for Bitcoin. Great <laughs> scores. This book is amazing. I'm going to give it three empty water bottles. It's my scores. Yeah. Oh, dang. I was actually going to do that as well. Two... Empty gallons. Oh, <laughs> Svetsky, what would you give those memes? I'm gonna give it a cup of tea. Let's go. Cup Class of tea. act. Class right. act. Very right. nice. We already got some scores in here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right. All right. Here we go. First one, Nico. I give those memes a one-way flight from Europe to El Salvador. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Is that all we got? They're they're late on the meme review scores today. Maybe it's late. Anyways, we got the buzzer. Uh, we got one in. We got one in. We got one in. Uh, anyways, guys, make sure to join Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. You got to go to www.t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV and also check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. Got to go to oh, wait, www. We got one more. We got one more. That's simplybitcoin.news. And scores. Six neglected harem of ECB banker ladies. Scores 69 <laughs> tempting ECB banker ladies to distract St. Opti from Lady Freedom. <laughs> Bars. All right, Opti, do we have a software or plus? Yeah, we got a software release. All right, let's check it out. Bitcoin software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher grid by cypher safe and now check out their new bitcoin art the bitcoin rulux triangle only on cyphersafe.io all right, guys, so today's software release is by BTC Pay Server. They released a new 22.11 core lightning version uh, with a few patches in there. So, uh, you know, you guys should be using BTC Pay Server, in my opinion, one of the most important Bitcoin projects out there. And they just updated a core lightning using a Bitcoin version. Um, what was that? What was that? We use it at Bitcoin times. It's a fucking bomb. Let's go. Let's Hell go. Yeah. BTC pay server. Um, also, check out the audio version of the show. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Fountain. Opti reads all the Fountain comments uh, I'll on, on Friday's episode. And also, guys, check out our clothing sponsor. Opti and I wear the merch every single day. ReppresentLTD.com. I'm wearing the Simply Bitcoin merch. You can get it online right now. RepresentLTD.com. You can take advantage of the promo code simply-bitcoin. Get 10% off anything off the store. Get the Simply Bitcoin merch soon because it is a limited drop. I also want to give a very special shout out to awesome guests of the show and a buddy of mine, Svetsky, one of the most toxic Bitcoiners around, and he's contributed so much to the space. Svetsky, thanks for joining us today on Simply Bitcoin. Thank you so much, boys. Really appreciate it, Nico. Love where you, can bro. people find you, bro? What what where can people find uh, you and Svetsky, what and what your projects? Uh Svetsky Writes um on Twitter. Um that's and uh, that's got sort of links to everything else. But Timeless Bitcoin is the the one that I'm mainly working on now. So I recommend everyone go pick up a copy of edition three and four. 
get it in your fucking get it in your hands into some family's hands it's a bitcoin collectible it's a piece of timeless bitcoin content um so get that and yeah otherwise actually uncommunist manifesto book that i wrote so people can check that out uncommunist.com um but yeah all, all that shit's on there on my twitter um and go check out the latest thread that i did to kind of kick peterson in the balls um oh yeah although i think gg's uh gg's um meme was funnier so hell <laughs> so. yeah man thanks for joining us i'm gonna put you backstage fetsky give me like five minutes to close it out and then we'll talk anyways guys love you all thank you for tuning into another episode of simply bitcoin live if you enjoyed the show you know what to do like consider subscribing and the number one thing you can do is to share this video in fact share all bitcoin content spread the peaceful bitcoin revolution catch you guys tomorrow for a brand new episode 